Hello, everyone, and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We're bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia. This is episode 268. We're recording live on Friday, February 17th, 2023. And if you are listening to, this to, listening to all of this a week later in the podcast app, you can stop it now and head over to our YouTube channel where the podcast is recorded live. You can also watch some of our live recording sessions, or you can join the Transformers Collectors Club Australia Facebook group and uh, watch us live and comment along with uh, along with everyone watching the live stream. In this week's episode, we will be checking out the Super Bowl spot for Rise of the Beasts and that character. Uh, we'll think long and hard about what options that license opens up, and uh, we've got an update on some Australian releases for the, uh, the new Origin Jazz figure and other other recent reveals and we'll take a look at some of the upcoming releases for studio series and legacy evolution all of that and more is coming up in this week's episode after this Hello, and it's a it's a it's a big welcome. There's uh, I, I left it really really late to promote the uh, to promote the live stream in the Facebook room tonight, so the intro played out to a grand total of zero viewers. But that's okay; they'll be they'll be there on the recording. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Jason. Joining me tonight, we have Daria coming to us from just a little bit south of Sydney in Canberra. There, how are you doing, Daria? Pretty well. Evening, everyone. How are we all doing? I think we're doing pretty well. Your camera is actually flicking in and out of uh, a zoomed out and a yeah, zoomed in. Yeah, I've been you. trying to see if there's any setting I am playing. Well, I'm not well. I'm not playing a setting, moreover, but I can't see anything that's doing it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, just, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Uh, in the meantime, Max appears to have muted himself. Oh, there we go. So I'm 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 here. I'm alive. There we go. Max has unmuted himself. Max is coming to us from Adelaide over in the, uh, let's say, the middle of the country, shall we? Um, the nondescript area. <laughs> the stuff that's the sort, of around, sort of around in the middle of, over there. like uh, the, the, yeah. the void in between the Blue Mountains and the desert. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, I actually, I was actually realising uh, the, the other day, it's been quite a while since I've actually been to Adelaide. I think my... My last visit to Adelaide was for one of the toy shows a few years ago, which I think was like five or six years ago now. Long time. It was, yeah, well and truly. I think it was like two years before before COVID. So it's, yeah, pushing it. I was going to say... You'll be pleased to know that absolutely nothing has changed. Yes, fair enough. I, like, I believe the um, I believe the toy fair that we went to has uh, gone on to bigger and better venues. But, uh, yeah. I actually can't remember yeah. that much about the, I can't remember that much about the toy show, but um, I do remember it being a fun time. So yeah, uh, and uh, in terms of in terms of me visiting parts of the country, because that that appears to be the the part of the show that we're at. Daria, I haven't been to Canberra in a really long time, and I actually I actually need to come and visit Canberra. So um, I will I'll come and look you up sometime in the next uh, next couple of months when I come up for a visit. Awesome. Yeah, I will look. I will be. I will be coming to visit from Melbourne, so I will. Be, it will be up. So I am moving to, I am moving to Melbourne in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, I have no idea what that's going to do for the recording schedule of the podcast because uh, I've had a I've had a slight crisis as I've realised that my computer is going to be placed in the middle of an open family room, and um, that's not very conducive to recording a podcast. So, um, 
yeah, we'll 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 see how we go. There there might be might be a bit of a delay while I set up uh, set up my my uh, desk and work area, but we'll see we'll see how we go. Um, I think I think we should talk about some Transformers news. Does anyone anyone have any uh, anyone have any notable things that have happened to them in the last couple of weeks to, to talk about before we do? Not particularly. <laughs> no, it's been a, no, been a, it's been I've, I've been busy with so much else. Feel, feel like I it should has... live a more exciting life whenever you say that, but no. Maybe, maybe. I don't, know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. If, if you were to live a more exciting life, the question is, would the bin that's up on the shelf behind you remain where it is? Uh, no, I suppose yeah, it might, might get more use, I guess. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm always, I'm always amused by, the, I'm always amused by the placement of the bin. Um, I, I should move the bin. It, do, it does <laughs> stick out a little bit. <laughs> Is that bin it's, like? It's, just, actually it's, a, it's a large bin. bin. I don't, I don't have anywhere else to put it. But are you, Sorry, are you like using it as a bin? Is that actually like your garbage bin? No, I, I do snake catching as a part-time job, and oh, snakes right. in the bin. Then you tip them out of okay, the bin. I can dig. It. So. so Sometimes there's snakes in there. Not at the moment, but yeah. So if, if I lived uh, a more exciting life, then the bin would get more use. Sorry, there's sometimes snakes in the bin when it's up on your shelf. Yeah, well, because sometimes you get them, you catch them late at night or like when it's really cold and then you go, your, okay, well, I can't safely release this thing now. So I'll just hold your, on to it and I'll go and release is, it in the morning. Your house is terrifying. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to come and visit your house. I don't know if there's going to be a snake there or not. Like, my goodness. There's, there's <laughs> probably a 50-50 chance that there is at any given point. So. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say it's been a, an uneventful couple of weeks as, uh, you know, like not much has happened. But now, that, now I understand that there's a 50-50 chance of death in your house. So, like, you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit exciting. Yeah, so I suppose you just get, you sort of, get used to them where it's like oh great it's another it's another brown snake it's the thing i've caught 50 of this week because <laughs> that's, that's all we have in adelaide uh it's always each to each to our own right um, yeah. some of some of us are good at some of us are good at good at catching snakes some of us are good at running from snakes um yeah <laughs> all right i think it's time we talk about some transformers instead of some snakes there might be a snake transformer in rise of the beast who knows there's a, there we go we'll, we'll we'll link it back to the the movie of movie of the week that's the big news we're going to move swiftly on and get to the news straight into news hasbro news that will take us into some news what news comes from by yonder couple of things to talk about before we get into before we get into the news uh some local releases um We've seen we've seen Legacy Evolution Wave One uh, deluxes at least have hit Maya, uh, they've hit EB and Zing, and they've also hit the Gamesman. Uh, I've 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 chatted with Hasbro a little bit about their definition of fan channels and and the like, and they, they've sort of added Gamesman into their definition of that. So basically, if there's something that you might see at EB and Zing, you might also find it at Gamesman. Their prices seem to be pretty competitive and a little bit sometimes a little bit cheaper than uh, EB and Zing. So Definitely a, a website to keep an eye on if there's a, an upcoming Transformer that you're looking for. Um, Rise of the Beasts Studio Series uh, figures, which I, I don't have any of them to hand, but uh, they also started to appear locally at both EB and Zing and Gamesman as well. Uh, we saw we saw Cheetor come out this week. Um, 
and I think there's I think there's a I think Air Razor is also I think I saw Air Razor is in stock at Gamesman as well. So the figures for the movie are definitely uh, coming out. We actually found out this week in one of the uh, uh, there was a, a roundtable with some of the Hasbro Transformers team speaking with some of the um, some of the news websites. They said that the Studio Series figures were always due to release at this point in 2023 originally it was going to be about six months after the movie was in theaters now because the movie got delayed it's the it, it lined up nicely the uh, the studio series figures are coming out just a few months ahead of the movie so um yeah good on you well well, well worked for the delay but uh it means that we've got the the rise of the beasts figures entering into the studio series line we also have a dedicated rise of the beasts toy line that um hasbro has started to reveal over the last couple of weeks we we talked about that last episode as well um some of the reveals from that line and that those those reveals are going to continue over the next few months i think until the the line is officially released in uh, i think we're expecting it in april um also I'm yeah there's already off- ta- there's already tags for it out in kmart at the moment that, that you know have have yeah. april listed as the expected date oh they have april listed on the tags do they yeah, well, you know, oh, the, wow. little, the little um, date code thing just said it has yeah. something the 4th, 2023. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was, I thought that was quite interesting because I thought I thought Kmart wouldn't put the tags out until the stock's due in. But um, if it's due in April, that's going to be a, another, you know, two months, probably a month and a half maybe until it uh, until that stock is full. So maybe we might expect to see some slim pickings at Kmart over the next month and a half. Um yeah, I thought that was going to take. I thought they were they would put the tags out when they expected it within like a week or so. Yeah, who knows? Might, I mean, we, we might get them early. Yeah, I mean, we've just. I mean, we've just had Studio Series Cheetor hit out of nowhere, right? And we, you know, the Rise of Beast mainline is slowly drip feeding throughout Asia, so it wouldn't be unreasonable to, um, yeah, unreasonable to assume that we might see a few of them just start to make their way out earlier because that is, you know, sort of part of the course with releases of a new line. Yeah, I, I think so. We've seen um, we've seen the main line appear in uh, Sogo store in Taiwan. Um, two of the two of the voyages, I think, have appeared, but most of the line seems to have been held back, or, or at least they're they're holding off releasing most of it. I think it's it is due in April or so. Um, so we'll see how we go. I've also I've also seen a few mentions of uh, some figures that are some figures that are going to come out. Um, some figures that are kind of going to come out a little bit after the mainline figures in April. I think there's there's going to be another another batch of figures in July or so. so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, while we are talking about um, local releases and who's uh, uh, lo- local releases and where to get things, uh, I do want to draw people's attention to the instant win promotion that is currently running at Big W. Um, you, you can buy a transformer from Big W and you can head over to a website that's beautifully named instantwinwithtransformers.com.au. That, 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 that domain is uh, totally timeless and will, will be on the internet forever, I can tell. Um, instantwinwithtransformers.com.au, you can upload your Big W receipt and it will uh, it'll tell you if you're a winner. You could win a Roar and Snore. Uh, overnight experience at the Taronga Zoo uh, Transformers Beasts Base Camp, which I think might be might be an up and coming attraction that might not be quite ready yet, but I think it's I think it's coming in March or or in April. Uh, and there's also a number of uh, also a number of other sort of lesser prizes as well. The main prizes main prizes are worth about two thousand uh, dollars for the the overnight experience. So it's 
decent prize, um, but you could also win um, you could also win like a discounted ticket or um, free entry for the day and things like that. Um, if you're living around Sydney, good good idea to maybe go and buy those uh, buy your transformers from Big W. If you're not living in Sydney, well, maybe maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it'll be an incentive to come visit for the day. We'll see how we go. Um, I'm going to kick the screen share back out now and bring us back up. Bring us back up here. We'll talk a little bit about um, overseas releases before we get into uh, before we get into the the rest of the news. Um, Legacy Evolution is coming out very quickly overseas. We've seen deluxes and leaders. So uh, deluxes. Sorry, not did I say deluxes? Maybe I meant voyages. Actually, voyages. So um, Metal Hawk. And uh, leaders, as in uh, Skyquake, I think Skyquake, and I'm not sure who Metalhawk's wave mate was now. Uh, but the the wave Twincast. two voyages and uh, Twincast, yes, that's right. Thank you. Uh, the voyages and the leaders have hit the shelves in Canada already. We're on to wave two of Legacy Evolution, and it's only February. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a Transformers line released this quickly. Uh, but we also do know it's going to be a really jam-packed year when it comes to Transformers releases. Um, we'll see later on that Legacy Evolution Wave Three is probably not due until mid-year, so this, this might be this might be it for a while for Evolution. But uh, I do think it was an early release. I think it was due around March or April. Um, but they found their way onto shelves in Canada, and so they got a fast follow in Asia with the uh, the figures being released uh, there as well. So we are seeing people pop up with um, the Transformers Prime Universe Skyquake, the uh, the Wave Two Leader class, which was only revealed um, a couple of weeks ago on the on the um, the Hasbro live stream. So we're seeing seeing Skyquake pop up in a few in hand uh, images now. So um, good uh, good on them for getting that out and about to us uh, nice and quickly. Um, I think that's about it. When we're since we're talking about releases, any any of those any of those releases, something that you guys are looking forward to picking up locally, or uh, anything you want to add onto your collection from there? Uh, just wait till a, till some stuff hits on sale locally. I think just yeah, see what happens. Right. I think Skyquake's up there. As we discussed last episode, but um, yeah. Otherwise, just you know, see what happens. And I figure if we're getting Skyquake, we're very likely getting his brother, if that's not actually been listed yet. So I'm holding out for that for Dreadwing. Uh, Dre- Dreadwing has Dreadwing, been Dreadwing's listed been, yet. It's been rumored. It? Um, mm. Yeah, I think they. I think they did find they did find the name in listings, but um, there, I think originally people thought they might both come in the same wave. But releasing one and a repaint in the same wave is probably a, a, a bit much. So I think maybe later in the year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a slightly odd order to list them because Skyquake was one and done, where his brother, Dreadwing, stuck around for like a good season or so. But <laughs> yeah, maybe they do this on purpose. So people who are desperate for that mold will go and get Skyquake first to tide them over until the better known character comes along. Well, I think the thing of Skyquake too is that, you know, while he is, you know, very much coloured and overly well designed after the Prime version, just the the shapes and general aesthetic uh, feel very familiar to the G2 Skyquake. So I feel like he he has that as a bit of brand recognition as well, as opposed to just the Prime character. Yeah, in a way he does double duty. Yeah, and I think most people are... Like more attached to a prime character than the, the G2 version because the GT version was never really a character. But 
at, at least from like for me personally, that's where the appeal is: is having it is that double duty and the meeting of those two wildly different aesthetics. So I think you know that that may be where a lot of the appeal for this guy comes from versus Dreadwin, who is you know what obviously it's G one Dreadwin, but unless they um, yeah, I guess unless they do a similar thing there and go, you know, oh, here he is, merge with a G1 version, then it doesn't have that same, yeah, that same double duty. Hmm. I guess I guess we'll find out when the uh, when the the repaint comes comes along later on. Um, I don't think he's I don't think he's necessarily been spotted in upcoming wave breakdowns either. So maybe this year, maybe next year, but uh, was definitely was definitely something that was rumored and I think listed for a while. Um, Max, you mentioned that you were going to wait until some some figures come around and go on sale. I did want to mention actually that the the Legacy Evolution Deluxes that we mentioned earlier at Maya uh, were very fortunate. Last weekend, Maya had a, a, a nice little twenty percent offer on uh, on a lot of action figures. So uh, Maya's Maya's price for Deluxes has gone up to thirty nine ninety nine. I say looking at the looking at the box that's on my desk, thirty nine ninety nine. Like everything, prices have gone up this year. Um, but with 20% off, um, that brought that down to, I think, $32. So, um, you know, sort of back to the prices of yesteryear. Just goes to show if you are looking for something, you know, try to try to price match, shop around before you walk to the checkout in that, camp, in that, um, in that store. Just open up Google, um, Google the product and see if someone's got it cheaper and see if you can get them to price match it. If you don't ask, you don't get. Now... Who wants to go through some news, shall we? Yeah, a, actually, got the, the, a decent amount, a few like reasonably significant things. We 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 do uh, <laughs> the resounding the resounding positive uh, positive vibe for going through some news. Uh, let's let's start off with the the big news of the week, which is the Transformers: Rise of the Beasts Super Bowl teaser. If you were expecting a brand new two and a half to three minutes uh, Rise of the Beasts trailer to hit during Super Bowl, you're going to be disappointed because I think we got, I feel like it was about 10 to 15 seconds. Maybe it was a little bit, it might, might have been a little bit longer. I, um, I, I might just be uh, sort of underplaying it. but uh, It was about how like, slightly more than half of it was new footage, but it was a lot of it was new footage of like just the same scene from a different angle yeah yeah we so it was very focused on mirage it seems it seems that the super bowl spot was really sponsored by or intending to really throw the spotlight onto porsche um porsche well, the, the was... trailer didn't go up on hasbro socials for a good hour or so so it was only on porsche's social media then hasbro put it up yeah, and this is, so this is significant. We 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 um we saw that uh, uh, Porsche was ad- advertising the fact that there was going to be a trailer the day before, which set tongues a wagon. Um, it's it's significant because Porsche has never really been very open to licensing their uh, licensing their cars for Transformers. Like obviously we we had we had Jazz in the eighties when licensing restrictions were slightly you know a little bit. Uh, a little bit less, uh, shall we say, enforced and enforceable, so they kind of got away with it. But um, every jazz figure since then has not had a, a recognizable Porsche alt mode, or a, or it's been, you know, sort of a, a you know, significant enough change that it's not really a licensable product. Uh, this is significant because not only did not only was Porsche on board with um, promoting it, but obviously 
Mirage is a 911, however you want to say it. In the movie, we've seen that we've seen that for months now from looking at the trailer. Um, we also now also know that there is an officially licensed um, 911 vehicle mode as well. And uh, for the, sorry, officially licensed 911 vehicle mode for the toy coming in studio series. We'll look at that shortly. But um, not only that, they also substituted the Autobot logo in the Transformers. <laughs> For briefly for a Porsche logo in the uh, at the end yeah, of the trailer, so that... <laughs> just in case you really didn't know if they had the license, they do, they do. <laughs> they have the license and they're in charge now. This is Porsche's franchise. Yeah, Por- Porsche now owns we're, Transformers. We're, we're doing sure the marketing. Sure you guys step back. We're, we're... Uh, you know, if 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 Porsche, uh, you know, like this will this will this will sound a bit harsh. If Porsche, if Porsche does the marketing, you know, it'll it might be interesting to see some changes on that. But um, I I actually do think Hasbro has been doing a decent job of the marketing for for a while. Now, um, to the actual specifics of the trailer, as you said, there was a lot of a lot of extra footage in there. We're not going to play it because we'll get we'll get kicked off of YouTube and sued into oblivion if we do. But um, it's it's very easy to find on YouTube and just search for Rise of the Beasts Super Bowl. Um, the focus being being sort of brought to us by Porsche. The focus is the Porsche character, which is Mirage. Um, we get to hear Pete Davidson um, speak as Mirage for the first time. Uh, he, I believe he says the says the line twice. He says I'm Mirage, and then says Remember, I'm Mirage, uh, or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I, th- I think in general people people seem quite quite accepting of his uh, his Mirage voice. In fact, what what did you guys think? I thought it was quite good. Like it was like Mirage often, I, I, you know, maybe this is sound sacrilegious, but he's one of those G1 characters that's never really had a defined character. I don't feel like, like you, there aren't really many iconic Mirage moments. I, I can't think of, Oh, that, you know, this is who Mirage is. He's just sort of is a dude who's occasion, occasionally depicted as grumpy or, you know, or occasionally depicted as treacherous, but generally he's just like his character aesthetic is like his main character trait is sometimes he's a bit of a dickhead, and that's about it. Yeah, it's yeah. like and that's really all they've, all they've ever given him. So if if this is you know if this is a bit of a departure from whatever Mirage may have been in the past, I don't mind in the slightest because it's giving him an actual character and personality. Yeah, his best remembered moment is something someone else was doing, which was when Cliff Jumper was calling him traitor when he, in fact, was not. So his defining feature is someone else thinks something about him that's not true. So, oh, and people like to remember that Turbo Foxes thing from his tech spec. Uh, But, yeah, that's never been seen anywhere ever. So... Yeah, I know that the the fandom is alive with, oh, his personality reminds me of Jazz, but yeah, okay, but he's got a personality now. And Jazz never entirely had the monopoly on being the cool guy. It's just that he's the one most people remember, and he was a Porsche, but for reasons that we could probably only speculate on at the moment, well, not speculate too hard. Uh, the Porsche is not called Jazz. And now that I think about it, it's probably because another company has a car called a Jazz. Oh, yeah, and... oh, that, 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 could, that could be it. We don't think they're really, um, we don't think they're really trying to avoid 
um being seen as a reboot of the uh of the 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 movies anymore so i don't think that i don't think it's really necessary to avoid using jazz but um you know they've made the decision that this is mirage so fair enough yeah like maybe they're just sort of going well we want to do a different character and you know a porsche 911 is a cool looking car it doesn't have to be much much to it beyond that like it does look a bit like jazz but even the color scheme isn't one-to-one jazz the robot mode design certainly isn't jazz um you know it's i I wouldn't call this it's i joked earlier in the week in the group that this is that the discourse about this guy being similar to jazz is similar to the starscream and blitzwing discourse but there this is a lot there is a much wider gap between mirage and jazz than starscream and blitzwing yeah, and yeah, the I, more I, I, think I think about so. it, I'm clinging to that Volkswagen, who own Porsche, don't want a movie-length thing of someone pointing at their car and saying the name of one of Honda's cars. <laughs> I, hadn't actually, I, hadn't actually, I hadn't actually thought about that as, as, as a potential reason for this, but that's, um, that's probably, probably quite a good one, yeah. yeah, yeah that was one of the reasons... That was one of the reasons that 20 odd years ago, the alternators Meister was not called jazz. Oh, I was not, I was not actually aware of that. That, that is, that is also handy to know. Yeah. I mean, they had the same, they would, they had the same, already had that problem of trademarking jazz, but they had no trouble putting all the other figures on the shelf as Autobot jazz. But since these ones were struck with deals from real car companies, uh, Mazda apparently said, well, you, you can't have a Mazda Jazz because Honda make Jazzes, so stop that. Yeah. That's, uh, I'd, say that's, I'd say that's very likely, uh, very likely a, a factor. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the design of the, uh, the robot mode. We've, got him, we've, we've sort of got his most iconic uh, or maybe the best look at him from the trailer on here. Um, it's very detailed. The robot, the the robot mode has lots of lots of pieces hanging off him, sticking out everywhere, and sort of forming into a very a very sort of humanoid uh, humanoid shape. Um, what what do you guys make of all of the all of the the kibble and the bits sticking out and and you know nuts and bolts hanging around? It's definitely not you know Michael Bay monster made of knives, but it, it is mm-hmm. certainly more Bay adjacent than the, the bumble movie designs you're saying it's I, adjacent. I don't, that's sure <laughs> i could say that um but the, i don't entirely mind it because it, it sort of is you know I, I still don't think it looks like the the like a bay former per se um it is it, it sort of just is it's its own aesthetic more or less you know it's it's carving out its own little thing yeah. um, i actually the think one it's pretty do... consistent with the bumblebee design like the, we, we could see parts of bumblebee's car in various uh and so in various parts of him in his robot mode in the the 2017 bumblebee movie and so like, i feel like this I, I feel like this carries on carries on with that but also like there are definitely things on here where i'm looking at i'm like i don't know where the fuck that part fits into a 911 but you know what sure. gets it I think the thing here is it's it's like okay here's uh you know here's a robot with a bunch of car parts on it, but it's not immediately clear 
where the car parts have moved. Mm. I think that was a lot more obvious with Bumblebee. Yeah, so it's like, okay, his chest looks to be, you know, the front bump, like the front bumper of the car inverted, switched around and upside down. And then the thighs are the back bumper of the car, I think. You know, so it's like, it's not like not majorly egregious because you never, you know, these things do just reflect that. But it it is kind of, it, it doesn't look like it's organically stood up as a car turning into a robot. Does that make sense? It just kind of looks like here's a car and here's a robot. And here's where we've taken a bunch of bits off, off that car and pasted them onto the robot. And it's not yeah, immediately obvious how that <laughs> transforms. It does, it does almost look like it's a humanoid with, uh, with car pieces stuck to them, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm sort of levying complaints here, but I don't think it's bad in the slightest. Actually, it's a really cool design. It's, you know, I think I, really I think I think it, I think it does look good. I just don't quite know how. I don't quite know how it's meant to represent sort of a, a 911. Who knows? Maybe at this point in the movie, maybe he doesn't have a 911 old mode. Who knows? Whatever. Um, but like, I'm I'm looking at the right arm where there's like a uh, there's like a, a a coil or something that's got just a sort of a, a hint of blue sticking out, and there's bits of. Uh, it's a sort of there's a cavity in in sort of around his bicep and i'm like oh man i, I don't i don't even know what the bit hanging off his shoulder where that where that becomes a part of his car like i i, I don't know where any of this stuff is yeah, yeah maybe it, like sorry it's it's much at least from this one angle we have it is much more a, a suit of car parts than a car who's become a robot Overall, it's it's a bit like they're meeting partway, maybe not exactly halfway, but partway between the Bumblebee aesthetic and a bit the more greebly, although as you say, not made of knives, of the Bay Films aesthetic. I mean, I do know, I mean, obviously in these movies, unlike some of the other renditions of Transformers, they have a robot mode and a vehicle mode as different models and just kind of flap them around to transform them. So they're often not, they don't have to be as concerned as the toy manufacturers that it all lines up nicely. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, it looks like that could be like one of his wing mirrors sticking out of his arm, maybe. And then there's the, the engine's rotor on his where his navel would be if robots had navels and possibly a hubcap on his hip so yeah i like you i can't see how this and i mean for all i know this is mid-scan and all those parts start to make sense yeah it's possible yeah Yeah. yeah i don't see this as a coherent folding into a car as is and i can't remember i only barely saw the toy and can't remember anything of that preview picture but i would not be surprised if to cope to meet someone to look they do a bit of faux kibbling 
Maybe. Uh, Rob in the the chat says it will be interesting to see how all this translates to a toy figure, and we're gonna we're gonna look at that in a minute because Hasbro oh, did follow wow. this up by announcing it the next day. Yes, spoilers. Um, the the one thing I want to point out you 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 mentioned the thing sticking off the arm. To me, this totally looks like a rear view mirror, not a not a side mirror. <laughs> I think that's the rear view mirror from the driver's view, and that might even be oh, part of the dashboard right, yeah. hanging that hanging out there. Um, which is right the, next to a piston, apparently, as we all know how cars have them. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all, it's all there. It's all part of it. Um, the one thing I do want to point out, however, is that, you know, you sort of, you sort of said, you know, the, we, we've said a, a few times the Bumblebee aesthetic. And I think we tend to think about Bumblebee when we think about the Bumblebee aesthetic. But it's also worth remembering that Shatter and Dropkick had very different, very different designs could, and were could. a lot more, a lot more greebly and a lot more sort of like techno-organic than Bumblebee was in the Bumblebee movie. And this, to me, seems more in line with more in line with what we sort of expected out of a Transformer um, in terms of Shatter and Dropkick than maybe maybe Bumblebee. Yeah, I suppose... That uh, he has an actual probably... face, which is a rarity amongst Bay Transformers. Like a lot of Bay That's Transformers, true. the face, insofar as I mean the part of their head where their eyes are kept that's on the front is less a face as like looking like a bunch of tiles. Whereas yeah, this yeah, that's true. I, I like kind of, a... I kind of dislike the tile look as well. Like to me, it just, it, it, it looks like someone's just turned down the polygon count when you, you get that sort of a design. It is worth yeah, noting I... also that um, Mirage's, Mirage's head design was updated. They, they did see, they did see a bunch of complaints from people who saw saw the head in some of the early early shots and just went, oh, you know, it doesn't really look like Mirage. So they've updated his head to look a little bit more like the uh, the G one uh, the G one figure, which um, I think they've done it without making him look like a look like a Sphinx. But I think they've added the crest on there. They've um, sort of tweaked the colours a little bit, so it's you know sort of blue and grey. Um, and um, yeah, may, I don't know, maybe it does go to sort of the face design as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Cliff Jump is not going to get they're... angry with him because of what happened in the last movie, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> Cl- Cliff Jumper, Cliff Jumper, um, I, I don't that's know. That's why he's got go a better disposition. A... <laughs> uh, Cliff Jumper, Cliff Jumper could go for an each way split. To be quite honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's better. It's better than the. Uh, I mean, we've got we've got two Transformers that we can make this joke about now. Like one is Jazz from the uh, the O Seven movie. Oh, no, I want two. Um, and now, or, or it's just you know, uh, sorry. Cliff Jumper had to split. You know what? What did one one? What did one Adam say to the other? You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, look. Anyway, um, Jazz and Jazz and Jazz Mirage and the Porsche license. The big news out of the Super Bowl trailer this week. Uh, as we mentioned, Hasbro did follow it up with a uh, a very fast reveal of the Studio Series version of Mirage uh, in, in the uh, in toy form. Let's take a look at that now. Um, it doesn't look, doesn't really look very much like his um doesn't really look very much like his uh, on screen appearance, does it? But at the same time, kind of like the toy. It's a good you looking know, you... deluxe. It's just like it's jazz. <laughs> oh, you, know <laughs> that, you know who that robot mode reminds me of a lot. Which, granted, I could be biased at the moment, but that robot mode would not be hard to turn into strong arm. The 2015 hey, yeah, one. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so we we talked about we talked about this before the the show started. You're you're currently doing an RID 2015 rewatch, right? Yep. Yeah. And so yeah, that could be why strong arms on my mind. But he's, I mean, the vehicle mode's entirely different. But he's got that boxy split chest thing. He's got the arms with the back panels. I mean, on her it's sirens. On here it's almost certainly not. And he's got that strong but got the the small the small head with some shoulder business going on so yeah if you if you're a dedicated customizer and thought hey what if strong arm were a porsche you would not have a lot of trouble adapting this yeah yeah that's true um to sort of let's flip a little back a little bit and back, back and forth like um, you can sort of see where they've brought across some of the sort of the, the chest design, um, and uh, we we talked about we talked about this a little bit in uh, in some of our weekly chats in the in uh, in TCCA, and uh, we sort of sort of landed on this this guy looks a little bit like a Binal Tech figure, you know, the, like the mm-hmm. old Binal Techs and the alternators, and I don't know whether it's the realistic alt mode that really gives off that vibe or if it's if it's sort of the the sort of the the sort of more you know bits of the car hanging off um, different parts of his design as well, it's, but, it's um, the broad, how wide he is as well. I, I, yeah, he's just like he, he's not. It's what's the way to describe it? It's not like it doesn't look like like a bulkhead or you know even a road brush or something where it looks like he's designed to look wide. It looks like a lankier design that's been stretched out or compressed a bit does that make sense that that's to me what brings that makes it look a bit more vinyl techy yeah, uh, yeah I, think, I think that's true looks i think like I think, a rest sorry i I, th- I think the head design also the way the head sort of sits into into the chest i i think the head design also sort of sells the vinyl tech aspect it's, it looks sort of like the the uh, early subaru and um uh, which was a smoke screen and blue streak and the like i think and i think also i think this might be behind the head but this this part um behind that seems to have sort of caught uh caught part of, sort of part of the light source because this is just a render um i think that also adds a bit to the aesthetic as well yeah so now, the i other... think it looks like a wrestler the movie character looks like a dancer yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 not a bad comparison. Uh, I do also want to draw attention to the fact that um, in demonstrating the alt mode here, like Hasbro's just stuck a Porsche there. Like, there's there's nothing here that looks like it's got panel panel lines or anything where where things transform and parts meet up. Like, I don't. I feel like they've just stuck a, a CG model of a Porsche there and just gone. This is what it's going to look like, no matter what. Like, this is what our license is. Yeah, maybe Porsche is still a bit, you know, still a bit touchy. So if they put up a bad looking Porsche, they might go, hold on a second. <laughs> you know. Maybe. And then just in case, just in case you are unsure about where the license comes from, it's printed on the, on the, the door, the car door there as well. Um, and it, look, I, 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 feel, I feel like we're kind of doing a bit, of a bit of a disservice and making a bit of fun of it. But like my first reaction when seeing this figure was like, I think it actually looks pretty nice. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having that guy in my collection. Um, the more I look at it, the more I'm just like, that really doesn't look like, look like him at all. But you can sort of, you can see sort of the, where some of the parts and the inspiration have come from. We did talk about, 
we we did talk about how there's various components that make up the the thighs at the top of the thighs there, and you can definitely see that there. The colors are way off. Um, like the colors are way off. Like there's 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 definite blue there, and there's stoplight you know like the 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 rear rear stoplights and indicators and stuff are there obviously they're present in the the cg model and they're just flat on the studio series one like it looks like this it looks like this sort of needs to go back for another 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 round of paint accessorizing or something you know yeah they did actually some um so the colors in this trailer are slightly different to the colors in the first trailer so it may just be oh this is based off an early design um so maybe maybe it could change it, it, look it's you, you're right it probably is based off an early earlier design the head colors are also a little bit off but the movie was delayed by a year like surely surely they've got time to update this yeah i guess anyway it, yeah the like, other thing is um that i want to just quickly point out yeah. on this guy is mirage has another one of these arm tube guns as it seem, it's seeming like every single character in this movie has a tube on their arm. Oh, you're right. For a I gun. thought. It, oh, actually, now you can see. You can see here. It is actually a hand holding a gun. Yeah, but it's like that's what they've done a few times, though. It, yeah, a few it fits where over the hand. Yeah. So yeah, to represent something that transforms out of the hand in the movie. Hmm. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> We've 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 talked about this before. I, is, yeah. I, I recall I recall you not liking the sort of the the gun that transforms out of them because you, pre- like, you prefer them to actually have an artillery that they carry, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but it's when every single character has the same, like specifically a tube coming out of the arm, right? Like, it's obviously it's plenty of characters have always had inbuilt weaponry. Like, I'm not I don't care about the them having to necessarily hold guns. Right, mm. like you know, in the previous movie, you know, we had like you know, Prime held a gun, whereas B had a arm tube thing. Right, it's it, different aesthetics, but here there's just something about every single character having this same tube on the on the arm. It just looks, I don't know, it, it, it just you know what you know what I'm going for. It's there just you a bit go. <laughs> yeah. Optimus with his like, so, with his like arm the, tube gun. They've they've all got one, and it's like. I don't know. There's, there's something about it. Right? I can't put my finger on why it annoys me, but it just really it just irks me. Is it? I, th- I think it's the fact that you know, like you know, weaponry and you know, just the ornaments of the Transformer are often one of the most you know iconic parts of a design, right? You know, whether or not that's handheld or inbuilt. You know, like Seekers have null rays. Megatron has. A fusion cannon prime has the ion blaster and then if every single character all of a sudden has oh a transform a transformer is just born with the ability to transform their arm into a tube gun it kind of i don't know you're I just, like, I just, you're, I just you're like losing something tube gun to rhyme with uh, scum I just, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just don't know like it, it's removing a bit of the of the aesthetic uniqueness of each character and it's like, it's a minor thing, but because it's a minor thing, it feels like it's a major thing because it's like, well, why make this aesthetic choice? It's, yeah, anyway, it's, you get what I mean? It's like a minor thing that by virtue of being a minor thing becomes a major thing because someone's taken the time to make 
this minor and weirdly specific choice that doesn't actually add anything. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. While we're on this shot, I do want to point out also, um, there's a lot of like internal engine parts and, and uh, you know, sort of internal metal folding around that's going on with Prime's chest there as well, which also does harken back to the, the, the Prime design from the Bumblebee movie as well. So, like, I'm going to say that this, I'm going to say that this Mirage design that we've seen is not really that, not really that far removed from the Bumblebee aesthetic. It's just that Bumblebee maybe didn't carry that much of his own, his own movie's aesthetic into his design. Well, I think also because yeah. so many of us think of those designs from the first five minutes or so when everyone's on Cybertron and looking very clean and a lot like their animated counterparts. It's it's true. And I wonder if that sort of that clean, clean sort of, you know, just just stepped out of the, the shop look is actually down to the amount of time that they had to do that CG. Like we've seen, you can see here there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of wear and tear on Optimus, um, and this is also this is also something that is different to the previous trailer to now. Is they've spent a lot more time um, grading and putting putting textures on and um, changing some of the, sort of the brightness and the depth of field as well. Um, I, I I do think there's uh, I do think that there's uh, you know the the we we haven't seen the final the final look for a lot of these guys yet. So you know I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, shall we move on? We've, uh, we've, we've sort of, we've, we've buried, we've buried the, the Super Bowl trailer and the Deluxe Class Mirage. We'll, we'll see how, how those end up. Let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, Buzzworthy Bumblebee Origin Jazz. We'll go, we'll go straight away from, uh, go straight from the, uh, the current movie design right back to the very first episode of the cartoon. Um, we saw this figure, we saw this figure revealed, a couple of weeks ago i th i think we discussed this in the last episode i'm pretty sh pretty sure we did oh maybe we hmm. I, anyway it's yeah I, I feel like we did i feel like i feel like we did it was there was yeah because it was revealed on the live stream um but then there was a round table discussion that happened after a, a few days later but yes this guy this guy was revealed uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh mark marr hasbro's hasbro's designer has uh taken to his Instagram account and showing some uh, showing some some new photographs of it and uh, showing off some of the um, showing off some of the features of the uh, of, of the figure um, so as you can see he's got a got a bit of a got a grappling hook accessory the grappling hook is separate to the blast effect there as well so you can sort of attach them in uh, in different ways in different places so it comes with a couple of couple of weapons which we also sort of saw uh the origin bumblebee figure uh that this is sort of the sequel to came with the energon rods and a weapon as well so just sort of cramming in a bit of extra stuff for his price point although origin, origin bumblebee was quite small um origin jazz mm. is a lot larger um a lot more like the uh a lot more like a sort of a traditional deluxe class figure i think um it is worth it is worth pointing out that um like the first episode of the cartoon the uh, origin figure sort of carries his Earth robot design because they didn't really design Cybertronian robot modes for them. So he sort of inexplicably has the uh, the sort of the, the the Earth mode chest design, and it's a fake chest because in, in his um in his vehicle mode he shows absolutely no signs of it. Um, there 
there we go. Um, and of course, we've seen a lot of us would have seen the um, the uh, gag making this out to be a dustbuster as well in the uh, in the, the last last week or so as well. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I'm I'm still I'm still stoked that this figure exists. Uh, I'm really 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 happy about it. it looks like there's oh it looks like you can even open open up the cockpit in that house. How, how cool is that? Don't know if that target master will fit in there though, but um, still. Plenty, of, yeah. The plenty functionality of, uh, exists. Yeah, yeah. Plenty yeah. of plenty of options there to open that up, and of course, there's a couple of Soundwave lamp posts. Very well done. Um, the so uh, so uh, and oh, it looks like it looks like he might come with two blast effects for the uh, the the sort of the jet jet propulsion at the back. That's quite good. Um, are you guys are you guys after the uh, Origin Bumblebee Origin Bumblebee Origin Jazz figure? Yes, like. Um, Unquestionably, yes. Yeah, that's, fan- that's fantastic. Daria? Yeah, I think so. Um, it, might, it might be time to to upgrade my jazz. My current jazz is the the War for Cybertron game jazz. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, even putting aside the Origins Cybertron mode gimmick, is a very nice rendition of the character. Uh, you can. In this shot here, you can hardly see you can hardly see any quote unquote tricks that this is not turning into what you expect. As That's true. A lot of the is, a lot of the is, is the closest lot, is you can of, see the folded the up panels on his left. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms, so look, I, I think I think this is probably one of the most desired figures that we've seen revealed this year there's um like the 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 internet lit up with people heaping praise upon it looking forward to it and uh also also a lot of uh, a lot of pessimism as to whether or not we'd actually see him in australia because we very famously did not get the origin bumblebee figure here you've been able to you've been able to get it from various sources it did pop up on amazon for a little while at about sort of i think about 45 or 50 dollars delivered um, so the big news is you are going to be able to get Origin Jazz in Australia. Um, he's he's going to be coming out to what Hasbro calls fan channels, so that's very likely to be um, EB Games, Gamesman, uh, Zing, Pop Culture, um, places like that. Uh, and you should be able to should be able to get him from April. So not we're not too far rele- not too far away from the release of the figure. Um, he's I guess my guess is that he'll probably be about um, forty to forty-five to fifty dollars, um, because I, I think going from the going on the prices that we ended up having to pay for the original Origin Bumblebee figure, uh, he was a high price for a small figure. Um, this is a larger figure, possibly a little bit less accessories, but maybe he might be priced a little bit more than a, a little bit more than a deluxe. But we'll see. Um, the Buzzworthy line yeah. is so delightfully random. It is, isn't it? I, so, I think it feels like feel it's like... replacing Gen Selects almost. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, um, at least adjacent to Gen Selects, and it? it's just sort of throwing uh, shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. I feel like uh, I'm not sure that this was actually the first in the in the Buzzworthy Bumblebee line, but it might have been. It was a, it was a good couple of years ago now. The, sorry, the the Origin Bumblebee one, but we've since seen the Buzzworthy Bumblebee line. Um, it's not even a line. It's just sort of a brand. So there's legacy figures in it. There's studio series figures in it. There's also 
completely out of left field figures that don't even fit other other things. Like they had the little the little core class bumblebee that came with the um, spike spike Witwicky figure. That thing's just I think they're still sitting in Kmart shelves. I saw them I saw them knocked down to nine dollars a, a few months ago, but uh, there was still a full a full shelf of them. But those things are around. A lot of the a lot of the more desirable repaints. The narrative is that we don't get them here, but we also did get um, we did get the cup and the um, uh, oh, the cup and what, what was the other cliff jumper? Cliff jumper. Yes, we did. We did get them. You can find them in Target stores. Still, they're starting to get a little bit scarce, but they did eventually come out here. Um, there's a number. There's a number of repaints. Uh, they've just released Nest Ratchet in the Studio Series line and a repaint of the uh, Studio Series 44 Dark of the Moon Optimus Prime in the Buzzworthy line as well. It's, it's as you said, Daria, it's just, it's, it's seemingly random. It doesn't seem like there's necessarily any particular rules about what goes into the line or, you know, what's, what's on limits or off limits to them as well. It just, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that it sort of replaces Gen Selects, but it is, it is kind of a, a a bit of a place where they do some interesting interesting repaints and maybe maybe make them a little bit more exclusive or harder to get than Gen Selects because Gen Select Gen Selects are pretty easy to get. Um, the uh, I, I mean, obviously, we don't, none of us really like it when when none of us really like it when uh, figures are hard to get. So, you know, there's sort of a you know, a, a good and a bad of of that, but at least in this case, as I said, we are going to be we are going to see uh, see this released in Australian shelves. Yeah, and I'm hopefully we just have to, yeah just have to hope that it's not too hard to get because he, he does. I'm seeing more hype surrounding this guy than just about any of the, any of the other buzzworthy releases so far. The only thing that maybe compares was. Um, I've seen a lot of people, so a lot of people get really hyped for that primary issue because of how hard that mold is, was defined initially. Yes, but um, yeah, otherwise I, I don't, I can't think of anything that sort of matches the online buzz, pardon the pun, uh, behind this guy. So you just have I think to hope uh, there's supply to match it. I think Cliff Jumper proved quite uh, quite desirable when he first came out, but now. They, that's that's been all over store shelves here for the last six months. So um, I think the shine has sort of gone off Cliff Jumper. And if you want a Cliff Jumper, you've probably already got one. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, let's move on from uh, let's move on from uh, Origin Jazz. Uh, we did get we did get a little bit more info from Hasbro during the during the week. Um, so uh, Origin Jazz Origin Origin Jazz is coming from April. 2023 the rise of the beasts line we did talk about this last week uh that is going to come out globally in april uh and hasbro does expect to have the full range on australian shelves um legacy evolution wave two you're probably going to want to go to specialty stores to get that because they said that there's a lot of stock sitting on store shelves at the moment so uh retailers will probably want to move that stock before they get new stuff in um However, if you order from places like eBay and Zing, you'll find that they'll get they'll get figures through as they're uh, meant to come out. And um, Studio Series, yes, same again. That is, of course, a bit of a bit of a bittersweet uh, result for Australian shoppers because it means that you're probably going to end up paying maybe five dollars more for a figure just to get it from those stores. Um, as, uh, we've seen eBay's price for a deluxe tends to have crept up to about forty-five dollars these days. 
Uh, JB Hi-Fi sort of hovers between 40 and 45, depending on the line. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Gamesman might be might be one of the best places to get these figures. They, they seem to they seem to have up to date releases, and they seem to be about forty dollars for a deluxe. So um, we sort of I think we just need to accept the fact that prices are prices have gone up, but see if you can see if you can find a good place to shop around. Yeah, it stings, but it is. I can also sort of rationalize it because the figures are better now as well. It's just you sort of have to buy less of them. That's true. Let's move on. Um, we're, we are coming up to about an hour, so we might we might make, might make this one of some of our last uh, things. Might might go through these a little bit quickly. Um, the the leak machine has been in overdrive lately, saying that, uh, and now we, we're hearing that twenty twenty four Studio Series listings have been been found in I think Walmart and and Target systems over in the US. So um, we're hearing that Studio Series is going to expand into War for Cybertron, which is not a rehash of the uh, the War for Cybertron trilogy that we've just had in the um, the Generations line, but the High Moon Studios uh, game from. Uh, I think it's about 2014, 2015 or so. Um, so uh, Studio Series' remit is sort of like, you know, to follow follow the accuracy of sort of the big screen designs, which um, I think the, the War for Cybertron and uh, I'm going to say Fall of Cybertron designs were also quite beloved by fans. At the time, maybe we didn't get the best toys representing those designs. So how do you feel about them coming back and having another stab at them? Oh, it's just... Fantastic! Like obviously we haven't seen any of oh, these yeah. yet, but yeah. yeah, it's if this I I was skeptical of of initial leaks, just because it, it, it sort of seemed. I, I guess it always seemed like wish fulfillment. People saw the WFC in the titles and assumed, oh, we're getting War for Cybertron figures. But now there's enough come out of them that have come out through leaks, so we can say, yeah, like this is happening, and I'm all for it. It's a uh, you know, it's one of those areas like animated that sort of maybe not quite to the same extent, but that has sort of remained untouched for quite a while. Um, you know, it's like big iconic parts of a franchise that brought in a lot of people that just no one that they just haven't gone back to. So yeah, to have have these come have these designs coming back is phenomenal. Um, like I'm really keen for that, and I also. Uh, most of them double as IDW designs as well because half of the IDW comics they were using the the War for Cybertron designs. Yeah, some of the some of the designs around that time did sort of creep into the uh, did creep into the comics, didn't they? Yeah, so it's like it, it, they can pull double duty. Yeah, it's very true. Look, um, I. I didn't mind the Seeker design in War for Cybertron. I never played the games because I'm a I'm a I'm a Nintendo. I'm a Nintendo guy. The games didn't come out on Nintendo platforms, but um, the um, I, I I don't didn't mind the design of the Seekers. I'm a Seekers guy, but I also didn't keep them. Um, I had them I had them at one point, and I just sort of went, yeah, it's nice, but they sort of it's it's done. The game's done. The game's over. They no longer the the property no longer exists. The company no longer exists. And like I felt like the design's probably not going to sort of evolve or, or go anywhere. Like there wasn't going to be another game in the line or anything. So I got rid of the Seekers. Um, but I'd be, I would be tempted to revisit them uh, in studio series, sort of, you know, uh, a more modern design, um, better articulation, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, uh, very interested. 
Yeah, I'm the um, same. I don't think I own a single well, um, War for Cybertron or Fall of Cybertron figure. Like, even from... I plan, like, I own Planet X stuff and since sold it. But the only representations of these figures I've got are those um, shape-shifting Legends class Ironhide and Starscream, which yeah. are like a one-and-done thing. Um, it, I don't know. It's the sort of thing where that none of... I just don't feel like the Wolf of Cybertron line ever had its moment. Like where you go, oh shit, these are incredible. Aside from that first round of deluxes um, in Wolf of Cybertron, I, I don't feel like it's yeah, it's ever had that that moment you know, of that, the figures just hitting. It's actually it's actually quite interesting you say that because those those figures were hitting just as I was sort of getting back into Transformers at that time, and so. I don't I don't really have that perspective on how big or popular they were or weren't uh, at the time because I it was for me it was like well I walked into I walked into these stores and I saw the I saw the 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 game the video game figures but they're also alongside the thrilling 30 figures and so I didn't necessarily understand the difference in the in the aesthetic or the designs and I didn't I didn't see it but like years later of course you know with a lot more experience in the product line it's it's more obvious what what was going on with the the designs but I didn't really I didn't really sort of like um connect them as you know different uh different different figures from the games or from uh different continuities and the like yeah I I was just counting in my head and I own two from the from the game series of figures i've got jazz as aforementioned and grimlock unsurprisingly i think that's the only two i i have uh jazz is actually pretty cool on that particular figure because he's got just the right proportions that he can hold the blaster slash twin cast that comes with tracks slash road wages masterpiece next to his head like a like it was an actual ghetto blaster. Yeah, there's a there's a, a couple of comments in the chat. Mark, Mark says that he don't think Fall of Cybertron did sneak into IDW comics. I actually do think that the Starscream design kind of did. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that definitely I, did. Starscream, yeah. uh, all the seek the seekers stuck around. Um, but later in IDW, the seekers started to all have like they would give each seeker a slightly different design. And it was just like, well, they've all chopped and changed their bodies enough. So it was, just, but for a time they were all using the FOC designs. Um, Shockwave retained it the whole way through. I think, um, you know, Jetfire, the aerial bots, Ironhide retained it most of the way through. Um, Bumblebee, Shock, a lot of Shockwave. the Autobot cars. Yeah, I guess Shockwave, Shockwave kind of has that, that sort of iconic look and the sort of like the, the large sort of front face, front chest and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about, I don't know enough about the, the, the fall of Cybertron and the war for Cybertron designs to really, really say, I think which, which ones informed, which um, I, I do think, I, I do think out of like shockwave designs, I tend to look at everything shockwavey these days and just go, it looks like Transformers prime shockwave, but that might just be down to my own personal experience as well. And yeah, yeah, Mark says the Armada Starscream soon replaced the Fall of Cybertron. Look, yeah, I think I think you're probably right there as well. Um, yeah, and... I think they all chopped and changed a fair bit, but like for, for a time, <laughs> that there was sort of like this rotating cast of whoever had the these W these designs. It was largely during um, 
Barber's initial run of Robots in Disguise, sort of post mm. immediately post Dark Cybertron. I mean, no, so part post Chaos, pre Dark Cybertron. Um, when yeah, my, pretty much a majority of the cast, if they had a FOC design, was using that. Yeah, fair and enough. And then too. and then they diversified out from there. And um, Starstream's so... frequent body upgrades are actually a story point that he, yeah, he kept doing true. it just to keep himself yeah. vain and relevant. Um, there's a there is a question looking looking at the 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 designs on the screen there. Uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Rob says, "How is there a movie six Megatron?" Well, we'll talk about this a little bit. The, so the actual leak list down here is below. So we're looking at so. Movie five, we're looking at Mohawk. Um, eh, that's it from movie five. Fair enough. Let it be consigned to memory. The interesting, there's an interesting thing here. So we've got we've got multiple listings here for movie six, right? So there's a Voyager Shockwave, which I think we all sort of expected um, once they did the core class version. There's also a Leader Megatron, which is in is interesting because Megatron wasn't in the movie as 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 Rob point well actually Rob doesn't uh, doesn't actually specifically say Megatron's not in the movie he does say there was only lots, five live action movies before the Bumblebee movie to to the studio series design to the studio series you can see there's multiple code names in here there's 86 movie 6 TF7 things like that um, as as we've seen um, the 86 figures come into the studio series line we've seen multiple ways of them being referenced and in some time in some cases i've actually seen the 86 movie referenced as the seventh movie so movie seven or tf7 um but also it seems likely there's a note there's a note here that says um the movie six entries may in fact be mislabeled and there might actually be um references to the 86 Movie. So we've seen the 86 movie come out as movie seven. Might also be uh, movie six for 86 or some some other kind of mistake here as well. So Yeah, because the two... notably there's a movie six Rumble and a movie six Sunstroker listed here, which not, yeah. obviously neither of them were in the Bumblebee movie. That's right. Um, there's also, well, I mean, there's also Starscream, who I guess was glimpsed briefly on uh, on Cybertron. But, also, I mean, there has been a, a Starscream seeker in the, the Voyager scale as well. So uh, I would say just because it says a movie number on the uh, product code, it's not necessarily the actual movie number because they do get these things wrong. Um, the, uh, the, one, the one thing that I think we can probably be uh, fairly, fairly certain of is the uh, Leader 86 Swoop following up from the rest of the Dinobots. It'll be the it'll be the final Dinobot. Um and uh yeah, the fifth the fifth leader Dinobot, which it's taken a while to get that set out. I think it's I think it will have been about three years by the uh by the time it uh, it comes out at the end of it. They've sort of knocked them back to doing maybe I think they've done only done one in the last year. We're, we've got Swoop. Swoop will be out Possibly later this year, or maybe next year. Actually, this is this is it's the twenty twenty four line, so it'll be four years by the time that happens. Um, we do have a look at Snarl coming up in in a, in a minute's time or so as well. So, um, I just think it's interesting to see what what we've got coming later in the um later in the year or, or, or in twenty twenty four. We are also seeing War for Cybertron uh, sideswipe there as well. So, um, yeah, it could be it could be a nice uh, a nice new sideswipe figure there as well. I think the War for Cybertron designs sort of give them a chance to sort of do a nice, a nice chunky 
uh, robot without having to go to the 86 movie aesthetic to do it. Yeah, and it's sort of no, it's yeah, and it, it's G1 referential, but it's still very much its own thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you, you sort of you look at these things and you, you know, it's not like a movie design where you go, I don't really know who that's supposed to be. You know, you, you look at uh, one of his video game designs and you're like, oh, that's clearly Sidetop, that's clearly Ironhide, but it is also very clearly not G1 Sidetop and it's not G1 Ironhide, it's its own thing. Yeah, that was that was one of the one of the things about that time that we were, I think we all quite enjoyed was sort of looking at new takes on these characters. This is something that's that's come up a bit in um, in uh, various various fan circles in the last few years is that like we are we're very very focused on matching the the G one cartoon design now, whether it's in the masterpiece line or even in the in the standard sort of so called chug releases, and so we've sort of lost this this point of innovation where we would take a take sort yeah. of the core of a character and, and update them. And we're kind of getting to that in legacy a little bit now where we are sort of we are sort of seeing some some characters get updated, but the characters that are getting the updates are not the G1 characters. So it's like, you know, someone coming in from Transformers Prime or from Armada, they're getting a, a you know sort of a more modern update. But again, they're still faithful to the source material. So there's there's sort of this lack of reimagining that's uh, that's going on. Yeah, that's yeah. It's an interesting point. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I don't really know where they would go from that. But seems yeah. to be in an all right space now. Where at the very least, it's sort of covering all their bases. Where it's nothing. I, I think, I think, I think everyone's pretty happening. happy with where they are right now. Um, but yeah. you know, it, where we are right now is that we've had we've had three or four years of actually more than that, you know, sort of four or five years of sort of revisiting G1 characters. Now we're starting to branch out to that. And so, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to continue sort of that, that sort of deep, deeper dive into the back catalog instead of just going back and revisiting G1 again, which I think we are seeing that with, with legacy. So that's just sort of their their way forward. Yeah. And it it seems more like, you know, but not this is rather than, just repeating G1 or just updating G1, it's going, okay, here's G1 characters, but, you know, the new stuff isn't reimagining G1. It's bringing new characters into that G1 framework and that G1 art style. Yeah, the, the, the modern G1 art style kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so, like, yeah. I, I guess it's that evergreen thing, right? And, yeah, at, adding in new characters to that, I guess, familiar core mythos hmm. let's uh let's move on there's a couple more a couple more stories to look at there's uh we just mentioned that we were going to get a look at uh, the, the the next leader dinobot um there he is there's snarl um bit of a bit of a stumpy uh dynamo there not really sure not really sure what's going on with the dynamo there but um the rest of him the rest of him looks pretty pretty impressive is uh his robot mode is nice. These, this is we we did hear a few weeks ago that this had started to leak out of the factory. These are screen grabs from a video from Chefatron on YouTube, I think. Um, uh, interestingly enough, we can see that he does come with his uh, sword this time around. Uh, I assume that comes, I assume that's his sword that he comes with. Um, that's uh, that's been something that's been added by a lot of upgrade kits and uh, to other figures. Um, yeah, very. 
very, very happy with his robot mode design, less happy with his Dinobot mode design, um, but he looks fine from the front in, in his dinosaur mode. So, yeah. Um, really, really not sure why he's so stumpy in his uh, in his uh, dino mode, but um, yeah, I guess... I guess there's got to be compromises on particular things. Well, I mean, part of it is his his head is really tiny, mm. and I, mean, so, I, had, I think the head I mean, doesn't the head doesn't look so small compared to Sludge there, but like, yeah, it's just I guess the rest of the there's sort of like it's like there's a, about a third of his body missing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Snarls never had a large dino head anyway, but I think this is small even for him, which is kind of making the rest of it all look a bit chubby and comical in comparison to. So I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, part of me wants to volunteer that someone's gone, hey, Stegosauruses didn't have very large heads, but they haven't really bothered with realistic dinosaur proportions for the other studio series. So that would be an odd step to suddenly start taking. Yeah, it's... It's almost like you kind of want to push his his red half, if you will, there down and back a bit. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It, it just yeah, he seems almost like he's uh, got a bit of a hunchback, doesn't he? Yeah, it it, it looks yeah. like yeah, like a like a like a dog like raising up its back to try and intimidate. Or, or, like, or like a bearded dragon or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what he looks like. He's, he's trying to puff up and intimidate you. Yeah, so a few, few comparison shots here with um, with uh, Snarl versus some of the others. Um, getting, onto the, getting onto the robot mode design, like, um, really, really like the robot mode. Like, I, I think clearly the robot mode is the, the focus of the design effort here. Um, very nice, straightforward head sculpt. The... The gold parts of the figure are, you know, sort of where you expect them to be. And uh, as uh, Rob pointed out in the G1 cartoon, Snarl was the only Dinobot to carry a sword, so that is why he gets a sword in uh, in this version as well. There you go. Yeah. So we'll be expecting to see Snarl come out in the next, sometime in the next few months, I think, given that he's coming out of the factory now. So maybe, maybe sort of by about mid-year, we might be expecting to see him on uh, see him on store shelves. Um. Yeah, so we'll have a, we'll, uh, we'll move on from Snarl, and uh, I think this is this was the last story that I had for the night. I was just sort of to take a bit of a look at Legacy Evolution uh, Wave Three and Four and Studio Series case assortments for the rest of you. This this might tell us when we're getting Snarl, when we're getting Snarl. So uh, Legacy Wave Three seems to be scheduled for July, according to this post. So uh, in July, we'll be seeing Beachcomber, Devcon, Axle Grease, and a repack of Tarantulas, which is a little bit, a little bit unfortunate for those of us who already have him. But uh, um, I guess it's a bit of a, a bit of a reprieve from buying all the new, uh, all the new figures if you've already got a Tarantulas. Uh, and it, we're seeing a black repaint of the Leo Prime, so it'll be Nemesis Leo. And if you've been waiting for those cone heads to come back around uh, from the 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 uh, Earthrise Ram, uh, Ramjet and Dirge 2-pack, your prayers are going to be answered because sometime <laughs> in July there's going to be a Dirge package refresh uh, and it looks likely to be the, uh, looks likely to be the Earthrise, uh, Earthrise Dirge coming back for another, another, another guide us. Whether or, not, uh, whether or not they actually modify the deco or anything so that we can tell them apart, we will see. 
Um, and as we can see, there's very excited. Mark is, Mark is right there. Yes, give me that dirge and ramjet. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people who are unable to get those dirge and ramjet figures uh, when they were released a few years ago. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, we're looking. We're going to see an. Uh, I know, but for the for this Volcanicus is Scar rather than Slash. It seems it is. Yes, uh, Scar. So I believe. I think it's because Scar's um, Scar fits more with the intended Dino King repaint uh, of the um, of the six team Dinobot combiner. Uh, so they went with Scar because I think Scar's the one of the comic one of the comic characters, whereas Slash I think was just sort of an invention for Power of the Primes. Yeah, Scar's um, their, their tragic backstory. He died like super early on and they're like oh man remember when we screwed up and scar died oh yeah <laughs> yes um uh, mark says scar is to facilitate the dino force repaint so yeah uh other things coming out in legacy wave three we're expecting an armada megatron leader class figure and we're going to see blitzwing come back around for another go so um there's a couple of package refreshes in uh, in Legacy Wave three. Couple of one or one or two of them are going to be very desirable. See how that goes. Um, and we are going to see uh, Scar and Scar Swoop and Grimlock. Apparently, there's going to be three Dinobots in Wave three because it, might, it makes up for there only being one in uh, in Wave two. Uh, wave four, we're going to see uh, Wave four. We're going to see Snarl, Sludge, and Slug come back and so there's going to be lots of Dinobot combiners hanging around this year. And Wave 4, we're expecting to see Shadow Striker, Strong Arm. Um, oh, yeah. I say, I say Strong Arm with a, a nice little uh, inflection on the end to, to get Daria's attention. Um, bombshell. <laughs> well, I was actually and, oying uh, at Shadow Striker first, too, because yeah. I really liked, assuming it's the Cyberverse strat- Shadow Striker, um, which seems like a safe guess as the other one was very obscure and shadow striker just was on tv last year so i really liked her so her having a decent proper toy i'm right behind and yes strong arm as well i mean this strong arm is one of the few robots in disguise 2015 characters whose toy is actually a half decent representation of the character because they got very strange with who didn't didn't get a toy and in what variety during that line so strong arms, I think warrior class toy they called it is pretty good, but I'm definitely going to be holding out to see what they can do with it with this legacy era engineering and the aesthetic as they go to refine her or not and see how she turns out. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think there'll be a lot of people who are actually looking forward to. Uh, looking forward to getting strong arm because we haven't seen a figure of strong arm since that uh, since RID. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, there are a lot of RID characters really underserved by the the toy line because they just ended up with like one step changes or tiny titans, even if they were major characters, or they got the ones whose formers were entirely given over to combination tricks but not much to look at in themselves strong arm got lucky the she did pretty well but again this one i'll be holding out to see what modern thinking does for her yeah 
Yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing it as well. Um, I think there's there's been some really nice updates to beloved characters in the line, so I, I do trust the design team with this. Um, other fi- other deluxe figures coming out in Wave 4, we're going to see our next Insecticons. It's been a while between drinks for Insecticons. We've got Kickback came out last year, so the next Insecticon is going to be the end of this year, and uh, Detritus as well, um, which... We are expecting Detritus to be an Earth Mode Hound repaint. We haven't seen the Earth Mode Hound announced yet, but we are expecting him to go into the Buzzworthy line as well. Um, yeah. Uh, other, otherwise, two new two new Voyagers, uh, Junkion and Bludgeon. Bludgeon is expected to be a repaint of, or a retool of Tarn. Uh, and there you go. There's your leader Prime Dreadwing uh, coming go. in Wave okay. 4, sort of towards the end of the year. Given that they've managed to get Wave 2 happening in February, I think we've got a good chance of actually getting to Wave 4 this year as opposed to as opposed to last year where Wave 4 of Legacy sort of slipped into Legacy Evolution Wave 1. So, yeah. Um, we're also, also taking a quick look at Studio Series Wave 3 and 4. Uh, wave 3, we're going to get a couple of new core characters, um, Bumblebee and, Iron, and 86 Ironhide. Uh, Deluxes, we're going to get War for Cybertron Cliffjumpers. That might be might be the first War for Cybertron figure to come out. Plus an 86 Brawn and uh, TF7 Bumblebee, which is uh, probably the second run for that one, if that's the case, because that'll be that'll be Rise of the Beast Bumblebee, who is already out. Um, Voyager-wise, we'll see Rhinox from uh, Rise of the Beasts and War for Cybertron Megatron as well. So really sort of switching gears away from uh, away from sort of the the bay movies into into sort of bumblebee and rise of the beasts and then sort of mixing in a bit of 86 and war for cybertron we're seeing uh, 86 frenzy uh tf7 delta 2 and hydra which i think might be code names the things that we haven't seen revealed for rise of the beasts yet um deluxe wise for wave four we're expecting to see nightbird uh mirage and uh, another War for Cybertron Bumblebee in, uh, in Deluxe. 86 Ratchet finally making good on that, uh, that Ironhide mold, getting a repaint, and War for Cybertron Optimus coming in Wave 4 of Studio Series this year. And uh, 86 Snarl looks like he's going to get a repack, is it? Or is he, is he not coming out until then? I think... Whew, looks, like, looks like 86 Snarl might not be coming out until the end of the year uh, maybe he'll maybe he's coming in wave two um and then maybe he'll get a repack in wave four so see how we go I'll just have the pr note sorry the pr yeah the the one there the, the repackaged ones have largely had pr next to the name and the snarl there does not uh yeah so pr oh, yeah. generally means a package refresh so it's where a figure was released in a previous line and they've updated oh the yeah this would be the same line, line of course yeah yeah so yeah. this would be the same line uh it might just be a repack it'd be a repack so an rp not a package refresh with the pr it's it's all the terminology daria you've got to get it right you know mm. <laughs> it's very confusing it's very confusing because um people people will often say um repack for for a pr but yeah it's um it's it is, yeah, it is i'd also over- refresh yeah i'd also overlooked that yeah it didn't apply if because all the studio series 86s are going to be studio series 86s yeah that's true um 
I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I explicitly called out the Laser Optimus Prime package refresh coming in um, in Wave Four of Legacy Evolution as well. So that'll be sort of switching his packaging from uh, from Legacy to Evolution. So there'll be a there might be new new box art for it uh, rather than just a logo. It seems change. to be just what they do with the leaders these days that it gets another go a wave or three later. Yeah, yeah, true. Because I was just th- I was I was just thinking about Blitzwing and how. He didn't exactly become scarce, nor did he wow people in their seats, but there he is getting a package refresh, another go round. You know, you know what? Blitzwing didn't didn't wow people, but also I think if you were to look around for him now, you might find a few people you might find a few people trying to find him rather than necessarily going, Oh, well, he's been and gone and too bad. Um Blitzwing I Blitzwing was a sort of Thing where a lot of people complained about it like i certainly said on this podcast i didn't think it looked very good but everyone sort of went out and bought it anyway so i think you know that people that complained about it were quite vocal because it was very easy things to point to but at the end of the day there was still a strong desire for a decent blitzwing figure um maybe i think there's, de- I think there's definitely people a strong just, desire people to have a set it. yeah yeah People just went for it. Yeah, I think I think even though even though they'll complain, they'll still buy it, which is you know how unlike Transformers <laughs> fans. But yeah. So anyway, there's a bit of, that's a bit of a look at a uh, bit of a look at what's coming up um, as we sort of as we head into the tail end of this year, which we're, we're definitely not there yet. There's still a couple of uh, still a couple of waves to go. That is that is it for the news. We've uh, we've 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 done and dusted the news there. Um, I wanted to talk about new acquisitions quickly um uh, now i have i have max's acquisitions and i've got my own which i haven't put in the run sheet daria do you have any new do you have any new figures to to show us i do uh we have shattered glass sound wave here oh very nice how much did that set you back i'm curious oh i'm trying to remember because i did because not only did I use that, hey, you've just joined JB Perks discount, but that's I got this when there were twenty percent off all the action figures at JB. So yeah, so it it, it did it did bring it down to sort of if you were if you were smart. So Shatterglass Soundwave seems to have seems to have come out at about 110 115 120 in some cases one hundred and thirty dollars. But if you were smart, bought them on some sales. I know. Uh, the gamesman had him on sale on their eBay store for about eighty-five at one point, and he seems to have settled to about one hundred and fifteen in stores. Yeah, I, uh, and if you get I him at twenty percent off, that's much better. I don't remember the exact number, but I do remember with those sales on and things that I bought this chap, and I bought a a, a Blu-ray, a fairly recent Blu-ray, not just a from the Fiverr bin, not just any um, old Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was the recent Doctor Who one, which was um, going at like still thirty something, and it was full price. And yeah. I remember thinking, oh, between the discounts and the perks, I pay less for this guy and the Doctor Who Blu-ray than I would have for just this guy if I'd gone when he was fresh and new. So whatever, it, so. I don't know. This, the is, exact a, this number. is a very long-winded way of saying I don't remember. Yeah, but I'm saying I know it was significantly <laughs> cheaper than the uh, the first offered 110 price because 
him plus Blu-ray was far, was significantly less than 110. Yeah, good. Yeah. So yeah, and I am I am very happy with him. And I mean, of course, the other thing is he comes with friends, so we have our little social media influencer Ravage. Uh, he is the one waving there, and. I I hadn't se- I hadn't seen any of the cassette molds in this go round. Um, he ends up with tiny head syndrome, but he's still pretty cute. And living in Soundwave's chest at the moment is Laserbeak. You've got to be careful to put him in the right way around, or he gets stuck. Uh, like many recent incarnations of the animal cassettes, their weapons are now built in. And yeah, this yeah, of course cool. is one way to get a hold of the Netflix Soundwave mold because he's based on that rather than the uh, weird chair spaceship thing from the uh, other War for Cybertron line. Although he has a new head with a headband because he is a rock and cool dude. So. Yeah, I haven't got any cases of yellowing so far, but we all know that at the moment yellowing is a very random thing, even between figures supposedly made at the same time. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, the, the yellowing is unfortunate. Um, it's something that we hope that they will actually solve. There was a lot of there was a lot of discussion about it about sort of six to eight months ago. The, um, some of the designers said that they've they've investigated it and they found the cause of it, but well, they don't seem to have fixed it. But at least they know what causes it. So, yeah, see, yeah. Apparently, it uh, apparently there was some supply chain breakdown when everything went um, kits up for the pandemic. I don't know enough about plastic science to know exactly what they couldn't do or couldn't get but apparently that's when it really started to become a noticeable problem again but I've also read how entirely random it is that Mm. some people are getting things already yellowed in the packet or yellowing right away some people have got the one next to it on the shelf and it's still white as a driven snow so that's puzzling if kind of interesting if you're into that sort of thing there was a there was an an interesting one with this is that uh, one of the major one of the major complaints about yellowing in the last last couple of years has been uh, legacy Motormaster, but short of the initial complaints about that when it was first released and people started to create threads on TFW trying to track serial numbers and which ones were known good and which ones were bad and um, it all died down very quickly after the after the initial release of that figure so hopefully it was really just a sort of a bad batch at the at the beginning of it yeah the one yeah, i've seen um, the, the one i've heard most about is shattered star screen yeah, I've, 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 I had someone pick up my Shattered Glass Starscream looking and go, ooh, he's yellow, but uh, unfortunately, them's the brakes. Uh, Mark, Mark has a different problem. Um, Mark's Blitzwing sword has gone droopy in the Queensland heat. So, <laughs> ooh. Uh, yeah. That's my, I, that's I have the right. same problem like here in Adelaide because it's a lot of a dry heat as well. Mm. So like all my Marvel Legends and things, because it's a gummier plastic than the Transformers, they literally just melt and collapse on the shelf it's just not fun yeah so um, I, ideally they could not use that 
you know, refrain from using that rubbery plastic on Transformers. That would be lovely because I'd like to not have the bulk of my collection melt over summer. I, look, I think it's an admirable goal. Uh, Max, do you want to do you want to show us show off some new acquisitions? What have you what have you what have you added to your collection lately? So, does anyone? I'll start with the official thing, I suppose. Is, am sure. I the only one with Menasaur? Uh, <laughs> you might, you might be. I saw in your, I saw in your acquisition list that you've got Breakdown. I've also got Breakdown. I picked them up in the UK at Christmas time. My problem is that I actually have forgotten to get Dead End. So I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got. I've got the hard to, I've got the new hard to find one. Now I can't find the other hard to find one. So I am going to have to, I'm going to have to find myself a dead end at some point. But I don't, I, I'm not too worried about it. I think dead end's going to end up being fairly simple to acquire. Yeah. yeah he's dead not coming one... out in it anywhere at the moment, but he's just floating around at various retail stores. Yeah. Yeah. Dead end's the one I want because he's dead end. I'm not doing the stuntacons, but I like him as a character. Yeah. You, you'll buy the sole one that's left in Australia and then Jason won't be able to complete his Menasaur. <laughs> mm. um, um, okay, so you've, got, so you've got yourself a Menasaur. How, how is he all, all assembled up and, uh, um, and combined? He certainly looks a lot less fragile than the Combiner Wars one. Yeah, like it's it yeah, shouldn't be any to controversy that, to sure. say like it, it is the best Combiner in transformers like transformers toy combine like official combiner period like it, it just isn't just nothing compares it's fucking good it's really it's like it has issues which i'll get into but on the whole it's really just it, it functions as a figure and doesn't it doesn't feel like a combiner like you know we're at a stage where you know everything is a bit more solidly built so you know um maybe a bit like that uh so he's not you know, he's not as subtly put together as, say, a mainline Voyager or something, right? But a mainline Voyager from five or ten years ago would have just would be about as solid as this, where you know, occasionally things come untabbed and you occasionally get a bit of a loose joint, right? So he's he's at about that standard where hmm. he is slightly less solid than a mainline figure, which is he's really saying something because mainline figures right now are dead solid, and this thing. The, the only issues I've sometimes come across are sometimes bits on the arms come untabbed and the thighs sometimes are a bit loose. Otherwise, yeah. it is like it is a you put it together and it becomes a functional action figure and it, it doesn't like it doesn't feel like five transforming robots bolted together. It, it just feels like a rock solid brick. It's it, it looks Fantastic. it looks way more solid than say um, the Combiner Wars one, right? You also you always had to be a little bit careful holding that up and moving it around and posing it. Whereas, like you've you've held that up, you've shaken it around and stuff. Like, like he hasn't moved. The joints aren't yeah. moving if I do that. Like, yeah, it, it, they're just not. Like mm. if you just listen to that, that is oh, rock that. solid. That's gorgeous. Just goodness. It is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a well put together thing. All the connections. Uh, so solid. Um, I was a bit worried that it wouldn't look too good. Like the colors would feel a bit bland. Um, but in person, it really pops. It just has a, it has a cleanness to it with just enough enough color popping through. 
I will say that I kind of, you know, often look at the back of the figure and I go, man, that kind of looks like the back of a nicer looking figure because you have Breakdown and Dead and Wild Rider here. There just is a little bit more color separation and, you know, a bit more variation in the curvature where it's, it, it, it doesn't look nice from the back because it's the ba- inherently it's the back of a figure, but it looks like the back of a nicer looking figure, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. And so I am, I'm somewhat disappointed that they didn't include an extra set of swivels to let us put the cars on the front and keep functional knees. Um, I, I don't think that would have required much extra engineering. Um, and it is a bit disappointing because these shins are kind of just bland. It's just a gray void. And yeah, you can yeah. see the sides of the cars there, but you know, it, it's, so, it's like we, we, we understand it feels, why it's just, it would have been nice to have the option, right? Yeah, like they're going for something slavishly G1, but I felt there's enough wiggle room there that, you know, when Menasaur has been depicted in modern media, like the comics, for example, and all manner of fan art and everything, like and the Cabana Wars toy, the cars have been on the front and, you know, the front of a vehicle is generally visible on just about every other combiner. So it just feels a bit out of place, particularly when you have drag strip and dead end so prominently visible and you just have these guys yeah. hanging out at the back it's not it's not bad like this is what g1 menasaur looks like it's not exactly i can't call it a bad thing it's just that this figure does so much right and so much extra and goes above and beyond every other combiner we've had previously i kind of feel like hold on couldn't you have found some way to do this as well just that little that little touch especially on the price that you pay for the commander class figure yeah. Yeah. Um, other issues are just the sword is a little bit small. That's that's it's a small it's a smallish sword. There's nothing much more to say about that. That's a very very minor issue. Um, hmm. And then we have uh, just the the block. So a big chunk of the trailer forms a turret for the base mode, um, and then it doesn't factor into the combined mode whatsoever. <laughs> I had no idea. It's, it, it, it just sits off to the side. Essentially, oh, right. I didn't know this at all. To... I, I thought the whole thing was in there. Right. Okay. No. So that. what the instructions tell you to do is they tell you to form the turret like that and then have Menasaur use the turret. But I don't know if you okay. can tell there, but um, that's a very small turret for a very big Menasaur. It just doesn't look right. So yeah, it, 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 does, least... it, does, it does look like it does look like he'll be doing something else. But yeah. Yeah. There is just maybe no some, maybe something you would expect to see on Robot thing. Chicken whatsoever um so at the very least what i've done is i've gone okay here's the individual weapons of the four stantacons up top and then here's the turret front bit rearranged and then you can sort of have it um let's give it two seconds connection's kind of tight but you can have him hold this and the plastic flexes a little bit um but it kind of works as just a big shoulder, um, just a big shoulder-mounted cannon. And oh once yeah, you've I've got seen a picture of like the, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah once you've got the turret on the front there and the individual standard weapons on the top, um, it kind of works like that. It still does feel a bit cheap, and you know, I'm, it's kind of just does feel like an extra pile you, you can, of plastic. You can also you can also just stick it in a box in the cupboard. Yeah, but that, that that feels like cheating. 
Nah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I probably will right up sticking it in a box in the cupboard because it does flex the plastic a little bit having it mounted there. But yeah, fair enough, it dude. is it is nice, but the option does exist. Um, so yeah, there's and now it's falling apart on me because it weighs a lot. Like the, the turret bit is the Menosaur himself is rock solid. That turret stuff doesn't really hold together all too well. Uh, but yeah, so in summary, there's a couple of minor issues, and I want to stress that they are minor. Like it's nothing really deal breaking. Um, because be beyond that, it's far and away the best combiner to date. It just is. I mean, it's just a rock solid, good looking Menosaur. Um, the five excellent individual figures. I, yeah, like w w when this thing was first revealed, I was, you know, kind of nervous about it. Um, not nervous, but kind of like, okay, what thinking? Okay, what form is this going to take? Right? How are they going to approach this differently to Combiner Wars? And it just, yeah, it just feels like a unified package, like a a, a defined thing that they've set out at the start and gone. This is what we're going to do. And they've done it, and it works. And um, yeah, hope. So I'm just hoping that we get a completed G2 set because currently I've got a boxed Shadow Strip waiting for the rest of the team. At which point I probably sell this. It's an interesting thought. We've just gone through what we're expecting to see in Legacy Evolution. It does not appear that we're we're sort of expecting to see repacks of the Stunticons. However, um, there does exist other capsule sets. So. Um, the, the 2023 version of the Velocitron set may hold some Stunticon repaints. We'll see how we go. Um, yeah, there's... Yeah, that's another one <laughs> where they like to just surprise us, the Velocitron mm. line, so who knows? It is actually the most surprising thing out of the... Uh, for, of the most surprising Velocitron news is the uh, the fact that the toy version Hot Rod, the, the toy color Hot Rod repaint that we saw... Uh, we saw a leak, I think. I don't think I don't know if it was officially announced or not, but um, uh, there's apparently no plans to release that. It's um, it's sad out of stock Walmart page lives on forever. Um, so like all of the images that we saw for that did come from an official Walmart listing, it was actually announced and sent out to retailers. Um, but yeah, no, apparently there's no plans to release it. So yeah, we what the, the Velocitron hot rod that's right. Hmm. Wait, no, no plans to release it anywhere. Sorry, nope. No plans oh, to release them. I thought it was just yeah. Australia. Fuck. All right. Huh. Yeah, no, apparently no plans to release them at all. Um, yeah, okay. That's so, yeah. wild. <clears throat> so, uh, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't really looking forward to it because I didn't I didn't really feel like I needed another 86 hot rod. I would have I would have much preferred an IDW style hot rod if they were gonna do it. But yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I was disappointed by the reveal that it was it was just slightly different colours, but what can you do? Yeah, that's right. All right. Um, very quickly, I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through the things that I've acquired and/or opened in the last uh, last couple of weeks. Number one is probably a fairly desirable figure, I think, given given what we were just talking about, which is the uh, Velocitron Galaxy Shuttle. Um, mm -hmm. I did actually, I did actually bring him back from the UK with me. I purchased him from Hasbro Pulse uh, when I was visiting the UK at Christmas. Luckily, uh, luckily, I did because apparently he doesn't seem to be coming out here. Or in Asia, they've uh, they actually cancelled the release of them in Asia. So, don't know what's going on, but uh, the Velocitron line does seem to be dropping like flies. Um, I have I have not handled the uh, Astro Train mold before. I actually I actually really like this figure. Um, does it does sort of make me want to go out and get uh, get a, a Siege or an Earthrise uh, Astro Train, and then maybe also add Blitzwing into the set as well? Because um, I'm 
he's uh, he's surprised he's surprisingly solid and uh yeah really really nice very very happy with him uh a couple of other couple of other figures i've uh i got my hands on with uh, the the good old 20 percent off sale at maya as i mentioned earlier uh there's the uh legacy needle nose i can't figure out what i've done but i can't actually get his um plain body to tab together properly someone someone mentioned there's some angles that need to be need to be fixed on where the legs go or something and yeah i don't know i'll 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 work it out I kind of have Needle Nose more for his robot mode than his jet mode, though. Anyway, as as most people most people probably are, are into him for that. Um, it's a nice looking, nice looking, nice looking robot mode. Jet mode's quite nice. I quite appreciate the way that I quite appreciate the way that things sort of end up on a bit of an angle underneath. Like instead of everyone sort of sort of you know being ninety degree ninety degree folds uh, as we sort of you know we're used to with a lot of uh, a lot of robots and as arms and pieces compress. And uh, to go with uh, needle nose, and I haven't opened haven't opened him up yet as well. Is uh, the um, our first legacy junkie on Scraphook? So I will probably open up Scraphook over the uh, over the course of the weekend and uh, take a look at him and take some photographs. So um, that is uh, those are my acquisitions at the moment. That's probably going to be some of my probably going to be some of the only acquisitions that I have for a little while actually, because I'm going to be moving house soon. So we'll uh, we'll see how things go. That is um. That is about it. We've 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 we have run a we have run a little bit long, but um, we do like to give Brad something to do when he edits the podcast. <laughs> so um, Brad will kill me when he when he hears this comment. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, well, we'll have uh, this most weeks anyway. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Uh, Facebook user says, "Any thoughts on the rise of the beast figures?" Don't have them. So no um no actual no thoughts, thoughts on them at the moment. Empty. Um, yeah, not not sure. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think we we talked about Cheetor last episode. I think um, I, I quite like, I quite like Cheetor the way that he looks, but also I can see why some people don't. Um, haven't seen, I haven't seen enough of them really, sort of in hand. I'll probably actually, I'll probably actually get to see Cheetor over the weekend, and maybe Air Razor. I'll, I'll, I'll see a, seeing some friends tomorrow night. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have some thoughts on them later, but. Um, I think if you if you ask in the Facebook group, I'm sure I'm sure everyone will give you some of their their thoughts and thoughts and feelings and feel opinions about them. Uh, that is about it. I think I think we should uh, I think we should uh, end the show. Uh, anyone got anything to add before we do? Nope. Stony, stony silence. That is it, everyone. Thank you for listening. Oh, if have, you're watching on we... the live record, wait a second. <laughs> I was just I was just double checking um, just because I wasn't on the last show. Have we have we told the listener people uh, there's not there's lot there's another batch of Earth Spark in March? Uh yes, yes, it did it did come up. The the preview oh, cool. uh, the cool. preview was released just in time for the last the last episode. So yes, uh, in fact, oh, is it March third or March eighth? I think there's um next batch of episodes hopefully 10 hopefully 10 but i'm not quite sure if they're going to release 10 so i think it's a it's a 26 episode season they're not going to drop 16 episodes so i i, I think they'll either drop 10 and the last drop will be six or they might just drop eight and eight we'll see but um yeah we'll see what happens uh so yes new earth spark probably coming to you maybe just around the time of the next episode of the podcast if we if we stick to a sort of a two-week cadence we'll see how we go 
Um, that is it, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching the live record. We've seen a few people watching and commenting. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Uh, a reminder that you can watch us and you can see what we're talking about via our YouTube channel. That is youtube.com. Uh, you can search for Transformers Collectors Club Australia. Find out more about these stories with links to them all and more in the show notes. Uh, we are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, run by volunteers donating their time, effort, energy, money and Friday nights to make collecting in Australia and listening to podcasts better for everyone. Uh, you can find out more about the club at transformerscca.com or you can uh, or you can also join our Facebook groups and hang out with the community. We are Australia's largest Transformers collecting community. There's over 5,000 people in our Facebook group. So uh, come on in. The water's nice and warm. That is it from us. Thank you very much, everyone. And we will be back with more Transformers news, I'm going to say soon. Maybe it'll be a couple of weeks. Maybe it'll be next week. Depends if some massive news drops. We'll see how we go. Thanks for thanks for watching, everyone. Bye-bye. Stay lazy.